All right, coming to you once again for another episode of Kayfabe Comparisons. This is Wex breaking the loss, and this time hosting this one with your original host, Daniel Schaefer. How you doing? Oh, better than I deserve, my friend. And my partner in crime over here, my buddy, Jesse Baker. How you doing? Better than a puppy with four Peters. All right, and today we are doing a different format that we did uh, two to three weeks ago. This is the Indie Spotlight, Episode 2, with our special guest today, the suplex assassin himself, Alex Kane. How you doing? Yeah. I'm doing great. You know, uh, the, the the lag hit hard right there. <laughs> it hit hard right there. I didn't know if we were going to have time to respond. But yeah, I'm doing great, dude. I'm on Cloud9, my friends. Cloud9. Obviously, uh, we're going to get right down from the beginning and what? start from uh, where everything culminated. Uh what got you into the wrestling business and like what was that first that moment that you were like this is exactly what I, what I want to do uh let me see i guess when i was a kid i got bullied a lot and i think that's like the thing that uh that leads a lot of guys to professional wrestling where you try you try to find like an escape so pro wrestling was my escape um it was one. It's one thing that I could go to to where like I didn't have to like think about anything. I could just focus on being entertained. Um, the moment I decided to become a professional wrestler, I believe I was in. Uh, I was in my last like round of trying to do the whole college thing, and I just finished the final, and I was looking and. Uh, I think like after the final or whatever we had, we had to sit there for a second. So I went and scrolling through like finding wrestling schools or whatever. And I found the WWE four. Um, and I saw Austin theory. Um, yeah. The, the guy that looks like um, he was literally born to do this. Yeah. But um, I saw, I think I saw his like Instagram or something and I was like, well, shit, if he can do this, I can do this too. Um, so I literally, from from that class, I drove up there. Um, I talked to Fox about joining, and he actually let me get in the ring before paying or whatever. We did, like, this drop-down drill. But uh, after that, I started paying my money, and I started training there. May 2018, I, I believe. Interesting. Uh, do you have anything to follow up with that on, Jesse? Man, I, I'm just curious. In, in terms of, like, out of all of the places that could have stood out, out of all of the places that you knew, hey, this is what I want to do, this is where I want to go, what specifically brought you to WWA for? Well, I had been to a show before, um, and I just really liked the atmosphere, and I really liked how they all like came out like during each other's matches and watched each other wrestle and and uh, cheered e- cheered each other on, and like I've. I, I mean, I have looked at other wrestling schools, but, like, they didn't have the connections that Fox had, um, and just the environment just wasn't the same. I just enjoyed the environment of the A4 so much. It felt so much like a family, um, and coming from sports, um, your teammates are your family, and um, I, I like that atmosphere. Were you – did you have any, like, specific – What's your relationship like with AR? Because obviously AR has a very heralded position in the business that I think a lot of people overlook sometimes. Mm -hmm. But he has trained and hung with so many very important folks that have occurred here within the last decade or so, if not more. And I I think that guy is kind of like a a secret hero to a lot of folks. And just curious about what your relationship is like with him. Um, my relationship with Fox is kind of weird. It's like, um, we're never on the same wavelength, um, which is strange sometimes. Cause I mean, I still, I can still learn so much from him, but we're just never on the same. We're just never, it's not that we don't see eye to eye, but we're just never, we're never on the same wave. It's weird. Um, yeah, that, yeah, our relationship is strange. Um, I mean, I think that he likes me, but I have an entire internal dialogue <laughs> that is like he doesn't like me sometimes because we're never on the same wavelength. So I don't really know. I mean, the to- the amount of times that I've rode with him on the road or whatever, and we've had like some pretty deep conversations, I feel like we have an understanding, but like I'm not going to go and 
hang out with him at his house or whatever. Right, right. Just willy nilly, like. Yeah, sometimes you can learn the best from those type of relationships, and we all have been there. We had someone like that. We didn't know, like, for sure, do they like you? Do they hate you? But you know, you always learn good stuff from them. Yeah. Yeah. So you're just about two years in the business now, right? Is that roughly correct? Yeah. 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 Roughly. So after, after how how long was the training process and kind of give us like a, your perspective on finishing up training and having like your first match and what that was like in that experience. Training was about I guess the whole like I guess like training process because you never really stopped training but like the initial process took about six months. Yeah. Um, five six months. Um, like when you start at the A four, Fox doesn't waste your time. Um, the day you, the, I mean, for me, I didn't, the day I first day I got in the ring was the first day I paid, but first day you actually pay or whatever. Um, he gets, he gets to it. Um, cause I mean, he's all, he always tells us that wrestling's easy. And I mean, to an extent it kind of is the harder, the yeah. hardest part is like learning how to like work a crowd or be Correct, a professional yeah. wrestler, but all the physical movements, if you have had, some kind of athletic background that makes it really easy and that's that's what made it kind of easy for me so yeah he had us i think first day he had us like rolling and bumping and learning moves actually um and then like once i got like the basics down um i started like refing matches at school because we have a we do a thursday night show every thursday um so i just started refing matches because i figured that was like the best the best seat in the house oh i love it man yeah, Love you that. could yeah. You learn. You can learn so much just by watching, and I think I did that. I did that for like my first five months, and then month six came around, and I had a chance. And I, I think I, I debuted against Fox actually. Wow. And that's it was a strong funny. debut, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he. I mean, he made me look good. It, I was still. I've. I mean, I still wasn't like. I mean, obviously it wasn't polished or whatever. It wasn't like super comfortable. Right. Um, but uh, it's funny. He actually changed the finish because normally if you debut against Fox, he always puts you over or whatever. But this time around, <laughs> I think we had, we had gotten off track somewhere and like he, there. I guess I was moving so fast that he couldn't like find a chance, a fi- time to like slow it down. Yeah. Um. So, so we got we got to the end of the match and I hit my finisher on him. And it's counting one, two, and then the ref, the referee, which is another trainer, just kicks me in the side of the head, or whatever, and he calls it a DQ. Um. <laughs> Amazing. That sounds like Monday Night Raw in modern times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty much. Well, since we're uh, still uh, talking about training, were there ever any tough times during training where you might have had second thoughts about it? The time, not I wouldn't say second thoughts, but it was there's been times where it's like, damn, like this is, I mean, I expected it to be hard, but shit. Um, yeah. Anytime, anytime theory showed up, it it was it was gonna be a hard day because it was gonna be all cardio. There wasn't gonna be a whole lot of wrestling stuff going on. Um, so those those days were like, oh my god, like. Like I can't breathe. Where's my inhaler? Does any, has anybody seen my inhaler? Yeah. So more cardio than taking hard bumps. I wouldn't expect yeah. that. But I mean, I, cardio can be real. I've I've been there. You'll puke, and it's not. It's no fun. Yeah, but I mean, normally the normally training's um normally it's laid back. Um, I mean, Fox isn't like you gotta do this. Oh no, you didn't do that right. Ah. Um, he's pretty. He, he's pretty. He's pretty relaxed. He's pretty chill. He. I. Th- I think that kind. That kind of like har- harsh environment really isn't needed. Like some of the guys that like I'm on the road with now. Like they tell me about like their horror stories and how they've been doing this for 12 years, 12, 15 years, uh, and they're stuck. And there's. They say a lot of times because in their first few years. They weren't allowed to like be themselves. Like they had to be this, like carbon, this carbon copy of who trained them, and they had to. They had this like limit, super limited move set. You know, they just they weren't allowed to just like flourish. Speaking of travel and speaking of breaking out, and uh, there's a bridge that I think a lot of people do not touch on. After you're trained, after you make your debut, 
after you're taking your own identity onto yourself and actually going to get booked, what is that transition like for you to to create your identity as a performer and also handle your own business? Well, I guess for me, trying to create an identity was hard um, because like I didn't like I didn't know like what kind of character to have. I didn't know what how exactly to act like i didn't want to just be like another kurt angle i didn't want to just be another brock lesnar um i wanted to find something that worked for me so that that took that took a minute that took a lot of video game playing mm-hmm. um nice. l- lots of lots of creative wrestler type stuff allow me to say as well I, I i think that you are an anomaly in in creating your own identity you have a very specific and unique situation to you that makes so much sense and it's easy for the common people to understand and that's special oh shit thank you uh, woo, wow um i mean it's it's cool it's really cool that you said that because like when i was first like coming up with the gimmick and the and the name and all that stuff my biggest thing was like is this gonna get over is this gonna get over i'd always ask fox like is this like get this work thing is this gonna get over he's like bro i don't oh, know yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Um, uh, I remember actually playing. I think I was playing one of the video games, and I was trying to think of like a like a like a moniker or a nickname. And at first, it was just like uh, I think it was like the the suplex machine, but that had already been done. Right. Um, and I was looking through the name list, and it said assassin, and I was like assassin. No one no one's an assassin. Um, the suplex assassin. That that's it. That's that's what it's gonna be. And I just ran with it. Um, a few people told me it was stupid. Some people told me that it, people would relate me to Brock Lesnar too much. But I mean that that only happens. Is sometimes. that a bad thing though? You know what I'm saying? No, like if you could be associated with anybody, like that's a pretty damn good one to be associated with. <laughs> not well, to mention, I mean, it's unique enough that it is separate. It's entirely yeah, yeah. separate. Like yeah, yeah. I totally have been there too, playing the video games, coming up like. Trying to come up with two two of the preset words that go together, like dude, mm-hmm. I totally understand exactly where you're coming from. That's how I came up with my independent name. When I'm not a wrestler, I, I <laughs> zero <laughs> athletic bones in my body whatsoever. But Nashville Hot was where I landed on simply because of the, the hot <laughs> where I'm from and yeah. what the. Yeah. I like that Nashville Hot. The booking part, like trying to like get booked and stuff. Nobody really tells you like how to get booked, and I struggled with that for a long time. Like people would say, "Oh, well, you just got to show up." Like, well, I mean, showing up and doing what? Like, because it's not. I mean, it's like showing up for a job interview, but it's not a traditional. It wouldn't be a traditional job interview because they can, because a booker can look at you and be like, "Well, you know, um, you may be good, uh, but you don't look like you could be good." So, nah, your gear's not nice enough. Nah. I don't like your name. Nah. So getting booked can be difficult. It's and also like the guys that were coming up around me trying to like ride with them wasn't wasn't super helpful either. So if you have people that you can ride with when you're coming up, yes, booking would probably be a lot easier. And that's what I'm trying to do for the younger guys coming up under me or below me. So yeah. If you have friends, booking is much, much easier. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That makes perfect sense. You've talked about it a lot about being like an athlete. Um, what, what what, did you play in like high school and college? Did you play at a college level? Was it D1, D2? Um, college was NAIA, which I think is still Division I. Uh, I wrestled at Life University for, I think, a year, year or two. Um, and then I got burned out on that. And they had a rugby team, and the rugby nice. team was like, "Yo, come play rugby." I was like, yeah. "Okay." Um, yeah, I did that for about a year, and I was like, "Fuck this." But yeah, it's just harsh, school, bro. It's, yeah, that's harsh, it is, harsh it game. Is, <laughs> it is not for the faint of heart. Uh, I wrestled in high school. I played football in high school, and I ran track in high school. So quite I'm, the pedigree there, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Also, know Bad Luck Fale from New Japan, also a former rugby player. He was pro rugby player in japan before he started wrestling see when he's 
He's a tough son of a bitch, too. Also not a bad guy to be compared to. Yeah. Nope. There we go. Another one. So uh, you've obviously worked with a lot of different people in the past two years coming up. But is there anybody that specifically you want to work with that you haven't got the opportunity yet? Oh, I haven't got the opportunity to work with off of the top of my head. I'm going to say AJ Gray would be a fun match. Oh, that would be amazing. Good. I would love Ooh. to see that. Yeah. Calvin oh, yeah. Tankman would also be fun. Calvin's fucking awesome, too. Yes. And I, I want to work Maxi and Paler also. Um, I want all of that smoke. And oh, yeah. uh, Moriarty. You mean we need to get you, somehow get you on a GCW show. You can probably at least wrestle three out of the four on that. Bro, so. just laying down the docket. Dude, I like Lee that. Moriarty and, dude, that would be... Every every single matching like name would be awesome. AJ Gray too, but Lee Moriarty like, I would love to see that. That'd be... Moriarty would be great. I gotta be honest. The thing that I see happening the soonest probably would either be Swan and Impact or something like a Leon Ruff at NXT. Like I think we're we're staring down the barrel of about I don't know. I'd say within six months. Wow. Like, oh, okay, Jesse. Some okay. bold predictions Love here. Love that, man. Love that. Wow. Keep it going. All right. Keep I'm just going. saying. I like, like that energy. This is a come up. Like you're, you're yeah. you have been crushing shit, and it's going to continue. You know, uh, in that spirit. One thing I would love to ask. So you have a specific style. You obviously mm-hmm. suplex assassin, uh, suplex island. You've gone out of your way to do other things for yourself, custom that a lot of people don't do. We'll touch on that later. But what inspired you specifically in terms of your style? Like you have a very specific style that is to you, that's identifiable, that – I mean I think it's obvious people pick up on it. You haven't been in the game for super long, but a lot of people know, hey, that's Alex Kane. That's what he does. So in terms of while you're watching wrestling – what made you know this is how I want to do it? From yeah, from me watching um, Shelton Benjamin in his gold standard uh, in his gold standard run, like that is that's that's where because like when I was trying to find somebody to like draw from, that's who that's who, that's who I was able to draw from. No, am I? As great as Shelton Benjamin was as shoot shoot wrestler, no. Am I as athletic as he is? No. But the swagger that he had then, the main streak that he was able to to put together then, um, just like just how he went about his business. Like if there was anybody that I could that I could get constantly compared to, it would be him. Um, he was he was a really 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 big inspiration for me trying to craft my style um and then also for me like trying to think trying to be outside of the box uh, trying to not necessarily when putting together matches or spots or whatever like not thinking so much inside the box of well i'm a baby face so you know i can only do this or i'm a heel and i can only do this what what would what would i do in a fight if I was fighting somebody or whatever in the street and there yeah. were, there were, there were ropes around me, which I barely touch, but still yeah. like, what would I do? What would I do in the fight? Were you, um, were you an ECW guy? Were you a Taz guy at all? No, not really. I, I think within, I think this year I really started to like really dive into Taz and really started studying Taz, I can't I can't so much get down his mannerisms because I'm just not that guy. Yeah, um, but up. just like studying like his like how how he got into his suplexes, um, the different variations that he has. Yeah, that that's pretty much that that for me. You're not and the second, like I mean you're you're the first Alex Kane. That's how yeah, it yeah, yeah. goes. You know, I, and I get that. It's just my parallels even before Kurt Angle honestly go to Taz and Samoa Joe almost immediately. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah. I like a lot of your style to me resonates with Joe. And I'm talking Joe from way before WWE. ROH Joe. 15 years ago. ROH. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking ROH. Classic. Like X, one, X Division Joe. 05 to yeah. like 08. 
Like no, that, no, no, no. that joke. Four oh five. I'm talking ROH Joe. Wow. I'm talking before okay. oh five. Oh, really? Okay. The real and Samoa Joe. When he broke into ROH, me being like, "Fuck yes, yeah, Samoa Joe's here." <laughs> like, <laughs> I can, I can definitely, definitely see that. He, he was he was the absolute opposite of what people would think was gonna go over. He didn't mm-hmm. he didn't have the body. He didn't have yeah, the shape. But he had the style, and he was vicious. It was all real. Believable. The yeah, other believable. thing that, you know, Alex, you you have the body. Like, you are in shape. You are – and you obviously have the technique. But it's also all very real. And you don't waste your time doing a lot of bullshit striking. You don't do a whole bunch of rope shit. You don't <laughs> do the stuff that doesn't make sense. It looks like a real fight. And I think that a lot of people don't understand the importance of that these days. But totally. it, they get it without knowing that they get it. Mm-hmm. The the I guess the, the way that I go about my business in the ring, kind it came from um, doing the Evolve seminars and listening to how Gabe wanted the Evolve show to be. It's like a fight. Um, and before then, I was just thinking like, okay, I'm just gonna be the super spotty guy, or whatever. We're gonna run the ropes and all this other stuff. But when I actually got to go to go and try with Fox and stuff, and go watch Evolve and seeing how these matches are going, they're like, it's they're almost it's like a movie, um, in a sense. Um, no, there's not a whole lot of, I mean, unless it's in your character to do like with Fox. Or whatever. He's going to use his body as a weapon, but it makes sense. Or whatever. Yeah. He's athletic. He's super athletic or whatever, and he can do that. Yeah. Um, but also, he doesn't take unnecessary. You would you would think diving on somebody is a necessary risk, but he does it. He does it. He doesn't just do it to do it. He does it for a reason. So if he's beating the crap out of a guy and a guy slips out of the ring or whatever, and I mean, it really doesn't matter where the guy goes, he can still get you. Right. So it makes sense. And it's not like a shitty catch dive. It's like yeah, a, it's, like, not, it's like he's literally I'm throwing myself at you because fuck you. Yeah. 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 So like the whole like I don't like I tell people all the time when when we're when I when I'm at shows like if I don't have to run, I'm not gonna run. Like there's there's no there's no reason for me to I'm not no reason for me to run from you. Um and yeah. the only place I'm gonna run is into you. Yeah. Um if I don't have the only time I ever really touch the ropes is if I do a running splash because I like Big E so much. Um, Hell yeah, who doesn't? Big but, E fucking Langston. Hell yeah. Exactly, Dude. exactly. But I feel like people like when they're watching, like yeah, they want to see a story, but like I think it's more, it's not so much of good guy versus bad guy because I've had I've had several matches here lately that where I haven't had to be a baby face or a heel. I'm a competitor and I want to win this fight. And the obstacle in my way is my opponent. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like now people are starting to gravitate, gravitate towards that. You're always going to have your market for people who want the baby face heel dynamic, but I feel like people are getting more into just seeing a fight. And I mean, they want to just want, they want to see somebody get their ass kicked yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, I think the suspension of disbelief is what we all love about the business. And the suspension of disbelief yeah. is really only there. Like the babyface heel stuff, we can all do that. I can literally mm-hmm. step into a uh, wrestling ring with Dano right now, and we could do a baby heel. Memphis style 1980s stuff. match. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh, like without, without even taking a bump. Like, we, like, we could, uh, yeah. like, uh, we could do that shit easy. But what people want is that idea of conflict where they don't know what the fuck's going to happen, yeah. you know? And, like, that suspension of disbelief isn't to have the classic baby heel and then just swerve somebody. Like, yeah. Vince Russo was wrong. That's not... I think the history has fucking proven that, man. The dude yeah. had a solid, I mean, what, two years? Two, three years tops? Like That's just not what... You know, like, like that isn't what it is, but it's more... You got to go in, you got to be athletic, you got to have a true competition and whether you're a face or a heel should be told by your athletic competition. Yeah. yeah. And by your actions, yeah, yeah. totally. 
Man, I do love the fact that you said uh, earlier on when we were talking about training, like training never really stops. Like I love, I love that mentality. I think that that's going to do wonders for you in, in your career. But my question to you is, you know, you being on the road, you making your name for yourself, like who is the one opponent that you feel like you have learned the most from that kind of helped shape the Alex Kane character? Who's that one opponent that you feel like really helped you get to where you are now? Um, or if it's multiples, then you can, you know, shut out props, you know, uh, let me think. I guess one guy is, uh, his name's Damian Tangra. He's off. He's actually, uh, a fellow trainee at the A4. Um, he, one of the things he taught me was like, when you're putting together a match or whatever, and you're you're con- you're going over and over and over and over it, but you keep forgetting something, and it's always that one one maybe two things. Like he always taught me, like um, if you if you're constantly forgetting something, that means it's not natural to you. So instead yeah. of trying to constantly remember that one thing, tweak it, make it something that make turn it into something that if you that turned into something you would do instinctually in a fight. Uh, for Fo- uh, with Fox, he he's he always instilled like believing in yourself, and yeah. I guess yeah, that sounds like easy, but a lot of people don't believe in themselves, and he, in his own way, pushes being trying to look as cool as possible in every moment you possibly can, and also like lose like losing yourself. In, in the match, losing yourself in the performance, convincing yourself that this is an actual fight and you are fighting for your life. That has helped a lot, so much. It's helped so much. Because like I feel like so many of us, we get so wrapped up in, okay, this is a, this is a performance. But, and we lose sight of like the actual like, competition aspect of what we are doing, of what people came to see. So that's, that's really helped a lot. Who else? Um, have you ever wrestled Carrie? Carrie, I have not. I I really want to. Um, that one that one revive show that um, I met him at. He he was even telling telling us like, become you want to become a good storyteller. And he told me to watch. Uh, I think it's Wrestling's Not Wrestling by Max Landis. I remember yeah. watching it before, but I didn't understand it because I wasn't in the business. But now going back and watching it now, it's like, oh shit, like this makes so much sense. And especially being about Triple H and like cause like before I was wrestling, like I just thought Triple H was just a was just a dick. Right. And he, he just want he just wanted he wanted he wants to be Thor so bad. Um <laughs> <laughs> but Poor Lenny, that, <laughs> that too. But like now going back and watching it is like like the long the, the long term storytelling of when he started to where he is now and now it all makes sense. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. And like that's I mean Carrie also I, I mean Carrie's such a locker room leader. Like he's one of those people that he's he went through it when liter like the Nashville, the southern fucking region of independent wrestling was so very bad. Cold as ice, bro. <laughs> Terrible. Cold worst reputation all over the place and he worked his butt off to make sure that there were room for there was room sorry i don't know easy for me to say don't edit that out i don't care about sounding bad the (laughs) (laughs) but he worked his ass off to make sure that there was room for people in shows and workers and everything to to actually make sense and and Wes and I's opportunity to work for Revive, seeing him talk to people in the locker room has been one of the more inspiring points. And I I saw a conversation between Carrie and, and you, Alex, which is why I asked that question. Because it was one of those things I'm like, it makes sense. Like, he knows what he's talking about, but also I, I didn't know if you guys had ever worked each other. I feel like you should. I think that that would be choice. Yeah, love that's that definitely dude. a match I want to have. That's oh, that's also a match I want to have. We were talking about how you know the local Tennessee had such a bad reputation for the scene and everything. I even saw an interview from Stone Cold and he was explaining he was back when I was working in Tennessee. He said <laughs> said, the, said the local so the local territory was shit. Like yeah. even back and that was like what that's probably I, like 
Early 90s, late 80s. Early, like early, early 90s before he went to WCW. So, and even that had a bad reputation even back then. So it took a long time for it to really like get back to being all right. Mm-hmm. Really, su- I, I mean, honestly, like those, like once the sub show started running, like I was like, holy shit, wrestling is fucking hot and national. Yeah, sub changed a lot, man. <laughs> sub changed like, a lot. Of I was like, holy here. shit, this is like. Hot as it was back when back in the old TNA Asylum days of the fairgrounds. I did find out. Uh, so Sup, we have talked about this uh, personally, but they asked me to help find venues, and they did not apparently figure out or talk to anybody at Basement East. But Basement East is willing to let them hold a closed taping. Nice. And I I reached out to Kevin Koo, and I told him, Hey man. They're willing to do this. This is your contact. You've already done it. So please reach out to them. If you need any help, please let me know. But the owner of Basement and Basement East, Mike Grimes, very close personal friend of mine. And he is like, dude, we'd love to do it. We're ready. They're ready now. So well, if fuck yes. That sounds awesome. If Sup gets yeah. throw throw close taping, that'll be great. Also, I think if Sup throws, that is where we should either see Alex Kane against AJ Gray. AJ Gray, that yeah, baby, show. make that it happen. The place I'm to also going to advocate for Alex Kane against Manders. Ooh. I would like to have that match. That'd be that'd be fun that'd too. That'd be a nice little hoss battle right there. That'd be Hell some yeah. Manders is choice. Some I like meat that slapping style. right there. <laughs> meat slapping, baby. <laughs> it's so. <laughs> It's it's for me it's weird being called like a big guy or like a hoss or anything like that because like most of my life I've always been like the smaller one um like especially out of my brothers I'm the smallest one and like even now that like I'm putting on more size I mean they my brothers are fatter than I am but I mean they're still <laughs> I mean my twin my twin brother my my twin my twin brother can still touch me and I'll move Wait a minute you have a twin brother? Yeah we're fr- I, we're fraternal twins Nice. He's like six. He's like six foot something. Two. I want to say two, like two sixty. He's a he's a football coach. So we can teacher. like theoretically, nice. could we run a Kurt Angle angle? Nah, he, he said fraternal, not identical. It wouldn't no, work. Kurt Angle's brother wasn't even a twin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it would work then if you do that. I'm asking fun. Alex. I wasn't asking either of you. Okay. No, 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 probably not. He, he's definitely. When we were kids, he was in. He he was like, we're gonna be pro wrestlers together. As time went on, he was like, nah, bro, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. The, the failed dreams of the tag team championship never gonna happen. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like we've. If you have a sibling, we've we've all had that, that uh, same experience. Hey, but I showed you my belt uh, on the last after hours of the podcast you, from 1998. So you can dig it in my Instagram. It's all there. Totally. Totally. <laughs> so okay. So we talked about like who who you would want to wrestle like an, an independent wrestler, but I think that we we're, we're, we're kind of clear here. Like, dude, you're, you're you are a rising star. You are on the come up for sure. Like, you are a name that I mean, like I, I'm 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 just a regular Mark that watches TV shows and shit, and I keep up with indie wrestling on on like kind of the side, and I knew who you were. So I mean, j- just just knowing that, like. Where would you want to go if you had a choice? Like, if, like right now, if, if there was, if Impact or if, if NXT was there or AEW was there, where where would you be if you if you had a choice? Where would you want to go? I've I've, I've said this to a few people. I think it would be cool to go to like Impact, ROH, or like even MLW, um, and like Love really that. like really Ooh. hone like my craft. Uh, Chris Bay watching yes. like kind of watching his evolution yeah. like on in the indies yeah he was hot but like when he went to impact i think that's like really i think right now is really where he's like really polishing himself off um and he's putting on really really good matches yeah and i feel yes, like definitely. that would be that would be a good step to take before going to an nxt or an aew because i feel like some guys they they're so excited to be on that stage but like they don't have, they don't know who they are, right? Um, and then they have to spend all of that time. Yes, you're getting paid to spend time to figure out who you are. But some of those guys never figure out who they are, right? And they just um, collect a paycheck and just dwindle be, into obscurity. Yeah, those people yeah. stay at the performance center for like five years and yeah, never do anything. And like I don't want to be. Or they sell an NXT, they 
end up sucking later. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and like I don't. That's not. That's not what I see for myself. So I would rather take. I mean, and not. I mean, not saying. Because I know, like, some people be like, oh, well, why would you want to go to Impact? I'm like, first of all, Impact is dope as fuck. Yeah, yeah hell well, yeah. Do, fans themselves don't think in Impact, ROH, or MLW. They think in as when they first see you, like, oh, when are we going to see you on NXT? And it's just like, no. When I'm good and damn ready. When, when <laughs> like, I'm good and damn, like, when I'm, when I'm ready for it? Like, let me go over here and get this money over there's here. There's levels. There's levels. When I don't want to have control over my career anymore. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that. But... There's there's also NXT is so saturated with talent. Like I feel like I don't know. I hope this doesn't get me in tro- any trouble, but I feel like WWE has too much talent right now. They hoarded um, for a long time. They hoarded they hoarded while furloughing people, which is crazy. Like this is, <laughs> the way it worked was like this inset. It's crazy. So they have so much talent, and I mean, if I think that anybody that's signed by WWE, they're probably f- most of them are probably phenomenal, like performers and wrestlers, but there there's so much to get through. It's so competitive to get somebody's eyes on you. And yeah. I always would think that it's it's gotta suck to be there for three or four years, and you're just wait you're working hard or whatever for your moment, and then they sign somebody else, and they come in they come in fresh or whatever, and they're on TV in in the Ahead spotlight. Yeah, ahead yeah. of you. that's gotta suck so i would think going to impact i mean yeah it's still competitive but i don't think it's going to be as competitive like they're giving people shots aew yes. is giving people shots yes um roh mlw they're giving people shots i feel like that's where people should want to go and then once they're done polishing themselves there then yeah go to nxt or wwe and get that and get that check do you it think it's fair to say that, like, if – so MLW, for example, any of them, actually, you're developing your character, you're doing your thing, and you're contributing to their business at that point. WWE is kind of the opposite in the sense that their business is contributing to you, and mm-hmm. that's how they feel. That's how they'll treat it. That's how it will always be. But like, they're the live nation or ticket master of the wrestling industry. Like, that's mm-hmm. how they consider themselves, and that's how it's going to stay for a little while. It may die um, within the next five years, but it, it you know, whatever. It, that That's what it is right now. But do you think if they called you right now and said, we want Alex Kane, but now we're going to have to look at your name, and you're going to have to be Anthony some other word with a K, or <laughs> you know, whatever. Instead of the suplex assassin, because of Brock Lesnar, you're just gonna have to be something else and like repackage your shit, put you into it. Do you feel like they would be stealing you from another place while you're making a paycheck for your family, or do you feel like they would be trying to boost you? I feel like they'd be kind of stealing me. Exactly. From somewhere else. That's the thing. Because like straight up, it's. We okay, so we're on the we're we're all we're all indie wrestlers. We're on the indies to create a name for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Why would I want to forego the name? I mean, yeah, people are gonna know my face, but why I want to forego the name and everything else that I built for myself for you to just strip that away and make me something else. And then, I mean, people may not even like the the, the something else that you make me. Yeah. But I don't. But then at that point, I don't have any say or any creative freedom to you know figure myself out at that point. Well, you obviously cannot have your name as Alex Kane in the WWE. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that'll never happen. He could be but. Kane. He could just wear Kane's color gear, be Kane's nephew. They'd make him, dude. You know they'd make him like Alan Cage or something Alan, like that. Alan, you know I mean? like, if I had to, if I had to change it, if I could still be the Suplex Assassin, because I mean, they they would never be here. Me and Brock, but like that's the thing. Me and Brock Lesnar are 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 different. We're clearly, we are, yeah. We are we're clearly different. Uh, one, he's a large white man who I probably I would never step to. Um, but um, I don't think anyone would, bro. <laughs> but he, okay, he throws suplexes. He throws a German. He throws German suplexes in the occasional gut wrench. The occasional. Yeah. We both have a 
amateur wrestling background, but that's Who it. Who loves the amateur wrestling background? Let's I be, more, yeah, I, it, what I'm picking up on is you think, and I wouldn't disagree, that you could fuck up Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is this a shout-out to Brock Lesnar right now? Do we need to Let's get go. him, like, uh, Alex, like I'm, I'm really definitely tagging his ass on this promo, out. though, for Alex sure. Alex Kane 110%. Fucks up Brock Lesnar. Love it. K- I love that K-Fabe prediction, Jesse. Fucks up Brock Lesnar. <laughs> Yo, he's like 89 years old. It's fine. <laughs> Damn, Jesse's just trying to get his ass whipped in the show. I will point out, though. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm not trying to get my ass whipped. I remember Chris Jericho was making fun of Brock Lesnar for having a gut like a, two years ago, and then now look at Chris Jericho. Ooh. I don't know why I thought about that, but I, I just had to bring that up. It hurts my feelings. It hurts my feelings. Chris Jericho, like, he's never... To me, he's like... Even like in the video games, he looks great, and his his toys look great. But in real life, all he's I think all he's really ever had was like abs, and I think arms, kind of, or whatever. Everything else is just like why yeah, he's never here? been a body guy. I yeah, disagree. Yeah. With why, why are you? Why are you here? <laughs> <laughs> because he can talk, and because he tells a great story. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I mean, definitely top five guy for me, man. Okay, so so for can you, we, like, who was the wrestler a- though? Who was like right. the wrestler, like when you were a kid that was like, oh shit, like this is my dude. Like, you're, you're ve- the, the very first one that you remember being like, this is my guy. And I what year? You, what man. year was that? What year was that though? Oh, How old were you? Like, you know what I mean? Like. I, I can't remember how old I was. How old was I in 2007? I think I was in middle school. Oh. Yeah, I was in middle school. Because I, I think that's when Shelton Benjamin started the gold standard thing. I, would, I mean, I watched wrestling before that. but I, so Shelton I, was the I, guy then. There was no Shelton, Shelton, Shelton was the guy. Yes, okay, Shelton yeah. is the guy. I, I, I want to meet him. I mean, I've, I mean, I've done like raw extra stuff, and I've like seen him, but I've never actually got to meet him. But I know sometimes they say never meet your heroes, and I hope, I hope if I do meet him, it's not one of those moments because I would be heartbroken. Wait, you've done <laughs> raw extra stuff? Yeah. What when? show was your, were you on? I think it might have been like the, I think it might have been like the second to last underground that they actually did. Um, oh, okay. fight shit. I was in oh the, shit! So this yeah, is like within twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, it was in 2020. Um, Dang, I, that's, that's I was cool. in like the, I was in like the crowd or whatever. I, if I can, if I can remember what what show it was, I, I I can send you it. But like you really, I mean, I wasn't. For some reason, I did not pick a spot to where you could see me, see me on camera. And I every day I'm like, damn it, I should have did that. <laughs> yeah. But where I was, I got to, I got to get kicked in the face by uh by Alistair Black, so that was cool. Nice, hell yeah. Good old Tommy in. Yeah, awesome. yeah, hell yeah. Well, since you know you were talking about how your favorite uh, was Shelton Benjamin, and he was definitely one of my favorites at that time. But one of my favorite things is his fucking theme song. It was super cool, and that's what I was gonna get at with you. You're one of the few indie wrestlers, especially like more of the guys that I see locally that have their own theme song made. Yeah, I think I really I think that's wild that it's that it's like that. I would think that. Same. Everybody would want to have their own theme song. Literally, it, no one does it. A lot of people walk in and they romanticize. I want to popularize myself based off of a song, as opposed to the other way around, which yeah. to me is goofy. But I think that having having custom theme music is just important as having custom gear, but also it makes your job so much easier. Getting over it makes getting over it makes getting over easy. It really exactly. does. Like when um, you like when you hear your music, I know it's you immediately. Just like ain't no stopping me. Like when you like when you hear that and you you put that with a person and it like resonates. And every time you hear that, you're like, there he is. Absolutely. I know who that is absolutely. before I even see him. When I was talking to the the guy the 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 guy that made my song or whatever, that's that's the vibe that I told him that I wanted, and I think he knocked it out of the park. But like I always tell guys, like like even if. Like, it really doesn't matter. Like, you may have to spend some money or whatever, but you're investing in your character. You're gonna go out and buy all this cool gear. Why not buy your? Why not get yourself some music that has your name and your gimmick in it, and then it's catchy. Like, when Straight I up, bro. Straight up. Dude, I can't. I can't 
count on my hand my hands the amount of times where I was like, I mean, now people can go and listen to it on Spotify, but before that, people were like, man, where like who made that? Like, where can I go listen to that? And so like now when people ask me, but yeah, you can go see it on Spotify yeah, or Pandora. Yeah. But yeah, like that is I think I think that's what's one of the things that's really helped me as far as this wrestling stuff goes. Yeah, that makes perfect sense, man. I mean, I'm actually like I'm peddling that here. I have Daybreak Studios here. Y'all hearing it first. All these indie wrestlers listening to this. If you guys want a personalized theme song, please hit me up. DanielDaybreak at gmail.com. I'd be happy to make something for you. And I am sure that Alex Kane has a, a great reference too for a guy that made who was the guy that made your song? Let's go ahead and his shout name him out. is his name is Lacey the Great. He's all he's also he's got music on Spotify also. Love um, it. He's really, really dope. He's really dope. He's he's a major, major wrestling fan. So yes, yeah, hit man. him up. Hell yeah. Entertainment is entertainment. We push like we push music here, we push, you know, wrestling, everything. Wex, what what do you got for him though? Since you're the suplex assassin, you know, Helen from Suplex Island, what is your favorite suplex to do? Out of my all favorite, the very all the variations, what's your favorite? Um, other than my finisher, the uh, crash landing. It's so much fun. So much fun to give. And the fact that I can I'm fine I'm trying I'm trying to find several different ways to where i can hit it on people when people get me in a guillotine that's always fun because it's like yeah i'm strong motherfucker um and i wrestled very morales i think a weekend or two ago and i caught him in a uh like world's strongest slam cradle or whatever and i got and i hit him with it there too Ooh, that's a nice variation that. yeah see that's one thing i like Uh, you can uh, we can a finisher that where you can hit it many different variations, like kind of go back to like DDP when he used to hit the diamond cutter out of like every different way. Like I love when a, a finisher is simple enough that where you can change it up. Like it's pretty fucking cool. Well, that's not even my fin. My fin. I oh, mean, the my finish, finisher. Oh, the mark, the mark of Cain. Yes, that cradle Southern Light suplex that I don't know why Drew Gulak stopped using it because um, that sh- shit is sick. Um, <laughs> like I don't like that should have been your finisher. Like I mean. I guess now it really can't be, because I'm taking bitch. I'm taking that motherfucking room with it. <laughs> but um, yeah, that that that's oof. And the fact that I always hear people talk about like establishing finishers and stuff like that, and like now it's established as my finisher. That's dope, also. Straight up. And, and you, you heard it here first. He he gave gave Gulak credit. He's not trying to claim that he invented it. Like you know, people been getting wild on the internet lately about that. No, I did not invent it. <laughs> I saw it on I saw it on the video game, and I was like, I'm doing that. That's fine. Yeah, but you oh, used yeah. it the right way. Like you built it the right way. You built yeah. to it being the end of your story. Exactly. So many people are bad at that. Mm-hmm. I gotta ask. Um, Wexley and I went to Chattanooga. Back in October, for the Scenic City Action Features Tournament, and one of the best matches that we saw, hands down, you, Nolan Edward, Jack Griffin, and it had the, it definitely had the spot of the day. <laughs> but, um, aside from that, though, like watching the way that y'all actually orchestrated that match. I mean, and we could hear the commentary from where we were sitting mm-hmm. and hearing the commentary, hearing every like no one. That was one of those very true moments in wrestling, like a very we had no idea how hard you guys were going to go. Mm-hmm. We knew it was going to be good, but we had no idea how hard you guys were going to go. And Wes and I had literally, I think. Wes, what was it? We were 20 minutes before Bell that we got to town. Yeah, yeah. We, like, pretty much pulled in and... Yeah. And my sister lives right down the street, weirdly, which I did not know. Until <laughs> but the, like, we literally, I, we found a place to buy a little one for Wes and... Um, and a little bit of a little bit of liquor for me, airplane bottles, because I'm a... I'm not cast lush, but I'm a lush. He and drank, I smoke, you know. Shout out Cage Cast. <laughs> but we walked in and and like seeing that match, like 
the arena was great. They did everything fucking tremendously. They like, everybody was distance. Everything was cool. Everything was awesome. But like, you guys fucking killed it. And it was one of those deals where immediately when you came out, there were so many people chanting. And then between you and Nolan Edward, dude, it was back and forth, back and forth, like. And it was not only that show because we went to the nighttime show too, and like it, like the loudest chant of that entire day, hands down, without Death question, was during you guys three way. It was the chant between you and Nolan Edward, like that was, that was a really really cool moment. It was so fun. The suplex, no flinch. How did you feel in that though? Like that that three way putting that together, like working with those guys. How do you feel about that? I like going into it, like normally I'm not like a multi man kind of guy. Um, because like I've I mean, first when I was first coming up, had a lot of bad experiences. Um so I definitely was nervous going into it. But like when we were calling the match um and putting it together, like it was something happened that I wasn't used to happening and it was really cool. Like, Jack, he came in and he was like, well, so, like, what are we going to do? Whatever. We got to figure out a way to get Alex over. We got to figure out a way to get Nolan over and get a, get, finally get me over. Um, and Nolan Nolan was – I feel like more people should do this when they're in multi-man matches. When, you, when you're when you going over, let everybody, let everybody else get their shit in in the beginning. Um, yeah. And you get 100%. your shit on the back end. Um, because you're, al- you're already winning the match. Um, and we just kept like like just throwing out ideas, and everybody was super like uh, receptive. Um, nobody, we we didn't. I don't think. Yeah, we didn't butt heads at all. Like every like calling that match was so smooth. That's huge. Um, and yeah, those those guys are. I mean, obviously Nolan is the man, but Jack is really 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 good, and he's young. He's really young too. I think he's like nineteen. Um, but yeah, those guys are solid. They're definitely solid. That was such a fucking fantastic match, and like, uh, you know, to me, Jack was the tall and skinny is what I kept calling him. But mm-hmm. I mean, that was the spot of the entire fucking day out of both shows by far. Him getting tossed into the fucking wall, like, <laughs> like <laughs> I don't think anybody really could deny that or whatever. You know, it's funny. Um, we were hoping that there was nothing in that trash can or whatever. Jack was like, um. When no one throws me, man, just 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 dump me in the trash can. Just put me in the trash can. I'm like, okay, <laughs> all right, bud. All right. Well, it looks like we're uh, getting towards the end of this thing here, Alex. Uh, I know you talked about that Paradigm Pro show you got coming up. Is there you want to elaborate any more on that? Give any more details on that show? Oh, uh, it is. It's in Jefferson, Indiana. Yeah, Jeffersonville, Indiana. Um, it's at the same. Uh, it's at the it's in the same building that they run uh, the Grindhouse wrestling promotion out of. Um, I don't know who I'm wrestling yet, um, but I mean, if you've been on Twitter, you can see the just the the the, the momentous card that they have yeah. stacked for that That's show. Awesome. Um, I was I was actually kind of nervous going uh, because Saturday. I was at a I was at another show and I was stomping this guy and for some somehow some way I like sprained my knee a little bit and I was like oh my god I'm not gonna be able to do the show I'm not gonna be able to do the show um, so Monday I went and went to the chiropractor and got adjusted and then Tuesday my girlfriend bought me like a massage um, and like I mean now my knee feels way better or whatever so now I'll actually oh, yeah. do it but um, yeah that. I'm it's like an empty arena show. Um I've seen some of the UWFI contenders shows on uh IWTV. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Hell yeah. Well, uh is there uh, anything else you want to promote or and where can we find you on social media so you can let everybody know? Uh Twitter is Alex Kane, Alex underscore Kane 11. Um, and Instagram is the suplex assassin. Don't find me on Facebook. I don't want to be your friend. No, I'm playing. Um, <laughs> Alex came booking at gmail.com. If you really want a super chief, yes, to get this man while you still can book him on your show while he is still available. Yeah, that too. I'm looking for Alex Kane versus O'Shea. That's oh. all. 
You know, he's actually another guy that really helped me. That's he's he's kind of I'm trying to figure out how to say this. The singlet that I wear now, um, the custom one, uh, he was really, he was the inspiration behind that. Because I remember talking, to, I was at that the future showcase, and I was talking to him about like I'm trying to like figure out like what my look should be. And yes, I can still go with like the shooter singlet, um, in the in the boots, in the shooter, the wrestling shoes. But um, I got talking to him. He's like, man, you get you like some of those like short shorty boots, you know, and and like the Olympic cut singlet, and like. It actually, I mean, I'm, I guess, a big guy or whatever, but it actually makes me look bigger, which is cool. Um, what was I get at? Oh, um, I am in development of an of a booking app. I don't know. I hope that I hope that once it's done, uh, like it'll it'll take off. Like I like I think it should take off. Um, but I'm sorry, it's called. I'm sorry. Can I'm developing an app. You're a I'm part of the booking app, app or? No, I'm I am developing a booking app for Dude, wrestling. We need for wrestling. to talk. We need to talk about that. Like I, this is my. Maybe we should do this off air. That's my <laughs> actual job. Like, so let's wrap this episode, and then I like we really honestly should talk about that. Yes, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time, and I know the ins and outs. So, man, yeah, I'm there for that. Yeah, hell yeah. Okay, so I do have one. I do have one more question though for you before we go. I know What's I kind of, I kind of asked about it, but like, if there's one guy on an AEW or NXT or even WWE, the one guy that you feel like you would pair up with right now that's already a star, like who's the guy that you want to that you you could call out if you can call out any wrestler on earth, who is it? If I could call any wrestler on earth, who is it? Who? Can I make a guess? No, 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 make no, a no guess. guesses. Oh, I can't make a guess. I can't make a guess. Daniel oh, told me no. He's the host. I, I, I can't do it. I've, <laughs> I wanted this match when I, when he was still in the Indies, um, and I get it, it may come as a shock, uh, but I want I still want my match with Austin Theory. I still Hell want yeah. that. Okay. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That'd be awesome, man. I'd be. I'm all about that. I love that. Can I say what my guess was gonna be? What was your guess gonna be? Shelton. Yeah, that was gonna be the guess, but I mean, <laughs> I've I pretty much figured you guys had already had that in your mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying right now, like you versus Shelton would be, be great insane. Yeah. And and it's something that we talked about. We actually covered in a different episode before. Shelton is like deceptively large. Yeah, he is. Like, he's much taller than most of the roster now. And it, it, he is such a good worker. He's just so smooth, and everything is just like butter. So I, I don't think a lot of people look at it the same way that they should. Like, that dude needs to be there next something. I don't know if it's the, the next big heel. They don't need heels. Nobody needs heels anymore. <laughs> They're, like, yeah. their, biggest, their biggest thing is they – like, every fucking wrestling company really needs to find faces. They yeah. need to invest yes. in super strong, super fucking willing, super amazing faces. True baby Shelton, faces, yeah. I think could be that. Alex, to be honest with you, I think you could be that. You like, could be the baby face to finally take down Shelton in the Hurt Business once and for all. Man, I, just, I would just I would just love to like – I mean, yes, I would love to wrestle him, but I would also love to pick his brain because I know totally, he's, totally. he's, just, he's just a fountain of fucking knowledge, and I would just love to be able to talk to him. I gotta say, you are not far off, man. Like you, like something within the next, like I said, the time frame. I'm saying six months. I think it might even be shorter, but something within the next time frame. Like you're getting picked. You, you somehow, like you will have an opportunity, and I don't know where exactly it'll be. Personally, from a business standpoint, I would endorse that you do not do it through WWE. Yeah, I, like anything else, I think would make way the fuck more sense. I see you being the type of dude who we're like we're looking at Jeff Cobb's match from Japan as one of the biggest fucking matches of Wrestle Kingdom. That's where mm-hmm. I see you. Oh, yeah, okay. straight up. You're two years in, bro. Bro, like, <laughs> insane. The name that you've made for yourself in two years is is like unparalleled bro i mean really it really is i mean granted like the business is different these days too but you just came on the scene and we're like 
I mean, you, you've just been working hard and people, you have a different approach to the business that people haven't seen in a long time. And it's, it's a breath of fresh air. Like, look, dude, I'm not, I'm not knocking like, you know, the ricochets and like, you know, and that, I, I love that. I love the Will Ospreys. Like I love watching that shit, man. But at the same time, we've been watching that same shit for the past like 10, 15 years at this point. Yep. Like you, you have a totally different feel and granted it's, it's to me, it's the best of both worlds. It's like, older you know older fans like i'm I'm 36 years old you know so like mm-hmm. i i can go back and watch you know i grew up watching you know macho man and shit so like having you do like the true suspension of disbelief but at the same time you can keep up with that ricochet style so like yeah. that that that's unparalleled you know what i mean like that that's not yeah, not a whole lot of wrestlers can do that you know what i mean like they either work one style or the other and, and you have it in your head to like not touch the ropes you like, yeah, like you yeah. have it in your head the, the fact sure that you think working. about that low-key is like is inspirational it like it makes me excited for the future of wrestling you know what i mean like uh, dude hats off to you man sky's the fucking limit thank you so much for being here for sure bro like man thank you for having me thank you for the kind words yeah absolutely dude we definitely want to get you back on here again like the sky's the limit for alex kane we don't know what's next for him just yet uh but yo we know what's coming up for us next week we have hard to kill impact 2021 going up against the nostalgia show so it's gonna be hard to kill 2021 versus WCW sold out 1997. We're going to be breaking that one wow. down, uh, going back and forth. That That is kind of the main premise of the show. We take a nostalgia show versus a current day show and break it down match by match and see which which one really wins. Wex, what do you think about that one, man? How are you feeling about it? I'm pretty excited. I haven't watched sold out in a really long time, probably back since like when the WWE Network first came out and I was going back and watching all the old WCW stuff. But I'm looking forward to Hard to Kill. I heard there was some some COVID outbreaks. I'm hoping that doesn't affect any of the matches for Hard to Kill because everything's looking pretty good. And if you watch Impact last night, they set up a few more matches for it. So it should be pretty fun. Pretty excited. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Jesse, I know that you picked that sold out show, bro. What, what are you most enticed to see again from 1997? The Bachelorette competition of all the old chicks. But, oh, God. So funny. So funny. Sleazy E, just like running 1997 WCW, man. It's just, it's crazy. Well, also, I, uh, I, and maybe I'm wrong. And I'm literally doing this off the top of my head. Could be incorrect. But I believe Six versus Eddie Guerrero. Oh, God. That match. Yeah. That's dude, probably fantastic. Yeah. John Waldman, Eddie Guerrero, just crazy. Yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped about that one. I might be off on it, but like if that's on that show, that's where I'm at. Well, yeah, if it's not, we're gonna shit all over Jesse next week. If it's not on the show, I'm I'm personally just gonna shit all over him. Yeah, I, I most certainly will. Hey, but in two weeks, we're also doing a brand new format. Uh, we, we we just kind of put this whole thing together for season three. Uh, you know, a lot of people do like wrestler profiles, um, but what we, what we want to do is kind of a what happened to series. So in two weeks, it's going to be what happened to Amazing Red. He had such a big thing going on in the early 2000s. He was such an inspiration. He's trained a lot of huge wrestlers, but he just kind of seemed to fall off. I'm really excited to kind of deep dive into how that happened. Uh, Jesse, I mean, how are you feeling about that? I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he did while he wasn't still active in the sense of House of Glory and training folks. Um, Obviously, you guys know my feelings about Jordan Grace which are that to the moon. I agree. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That'd be a cool yeah. match to have. Hell cool yeah, dude. Alex Kane versus Jordan Grace. I'm getting down for that. That'd be awesome. That, uh, like, uh, Jordan Grace, to me, is one of the epitomes of the future of the business. Um, not to mention, for sure. good lord. I, I, I'd love a tussle, but uh, unspeakable our, things. Jonathan Grace has already got it. She worked for House of Glory for some time. Wes and I have had conversations several times about ex-girlfriends of ours being mad at us over saying that. But the yeah. um, <laughs> but she worked for House of Glory. I know Master P bought House of Glory. Yes, he did. But... Hey, who Apparently who? that was Amazing Red's training ground for a really long time. Uh, Private Party was trained by old A Red, aka yeah. Fuego Guerrero. If you really want to look back into like the 2003, hey, don't, don't, don't give it all days. away, man. We got a show to do in a couple it's, weeks, uh, bro. Shit. And speaking of Amazing yeah. Red, without yeah, without, without, really, without really giving anything away. Speaking of it, uh, actually Eddie Kingston tweeted some stuff about Amazing Red today. Love it. Like, Love it. Like, yeah. Pot need to do something about the Amazing Red, and I was like, oh, shit, we're literally going to do some shit about him soon. 
Love it. Reminisce over those old asylum days. <laughs> That's what we gotta need. love that. Gotta love that. Alex, thank man, you. thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next week. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. Leave us a five star review. And as always, we do cover a lot of nostalgia shows on this show. If you leave a five star review and you put a nostalgia show that you want us to cover in there, we will cover it. So be sure to leave that there. Hit that subscribe button. We love you guys so much. We'll see you all next week. We're out. Peace. Yeah. All right. I just can't never believe it cause he always put in work Clocking me in every day and catch a check up on the fur On the mat with the rats and I'm the suplex assassin Go to sleep on the matches, I'm the suplex assassin Yeah, they work, work, work yeah. I just can't put in work Clocking me in every day and catch a check up on the fur On the mat with the rats and I'm the suplex assassin Go to sleep on the matches, I'm the suplex assassin Yeah, they work Flexing for the grand, for the grand. Suplexing on an island with my fam. Yeah. Alice Kane in the building, we the man. We the man. One, two, three, on the mat, and that's the end. Yeah. Yes, he wrestling, never tacking. That's the suplex assassin. Everybody that he wrestling, guaranteed to get assassin. Quick to slam. One, two, three. One, two, three. Alice Kane, nobody missing me. Nah. Alice Kane, never leaving cause he always put in work Clocking me in every day and catch a check up on the fur On the mat with the rats and I'm the suplex assassin Go to sleep on the mattress, I'm the suplex assassin Yeah, they work, work